We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Two on, one out. And the pitch. Swung on! Did it! Crushed! And the Phillies are going to lead it! Four to nothing! A three-run home run for Reese Hoskins! His first postseason home run! And he's sprinting around third base! What a moment. Citizens Bank Park last October. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. An incredible moment, an incredible month, and really setting up what could be an incredible year here for the Phillies. And you, the expectations are high. I mean, just, just look at our Twitter poll here. Mo- most people listening today and, and voting and, and calling believe the Phillies and expect the Phillies to go back to the World Series. And, look, I want to make it clear. I think this could be a good team. I think they're going to win around 90 games. But, boy, that's a high expectation. I don't expect the World Series again this year. Why not? It's hard. No, no I mean. No Bryce Harper. Let's go yeah, there. But no, yeah. no Bryce Harper to start this for Actually, you know, could be up to half the year. And I still go back to this. Like, they're the third best team on paper in their division. Yes. So they have a tougher route to get in. Last year they were able to get in as a wild card and win all three rounds. If they get in as a wild card again, they got to win three rounds again just to get back. And I go back to this because I know you. I know you. You feel very optimistic, but the, only four teams in the last thirty years have lost the World Series and then got back the next year. No, I, I mean I get it. I understand that. But you know what? The best part about all of this that I like is that I'm, I'm going to break it down for you in a way that only I can. You look at the division last year, and they say, "Oh, it's going to be all the Mets. It's going to be the Mets and the Braves," and it was for the most part. Mm-hmm. They were going back and forth. The Mets were the front runners. You know, they got the new manager, and they were playing well and all this other stuff. And the Phillies just were chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Because at one point, they were like 10 games behind. Yeah, they were the four. Or something like that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, damn, how that happened? The Phillies came, and they're in the playoffs. And us in Atlanta, we're like, oh, it's the Phillies. They barely got in. They're the last team to get in. Damn, how that happened? <laughs> like, that's right. how it goes. That's momentum. That's believability. That's how we started the show talking about that. To me, that's huge because when you look at that roster of the of the Braves and you look at the Phillies, well, I see like, oh, they're a better team. Mm-hmm. But the better team doesn't always win. We know that. We we know that. We know that for a fact. Definitely. And sometimes it's those intangibles that you bring to the table that put you over the top. And that's why I believe that these guys went into this offseason thinking about. How we used to talk about Baum and how he he mouthed, I can't stand it here. I bet you he felt different after he saw that crowd when they were winning. Of course he did. You know what I mean? Of course he did. And and he felt that energy that you feel when you're winning, that's infectious. And if you've never felt that before as a as a player, that's something that makes you it's like a drug. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like a drug that that you want to get that high the the as the best way that you can. The only way to get that high 
is to get back to that. Yeah, and the and the, what I really do appreciate is they didn't approach the offseason as if, oh, we were just two wins away yeah. from the World Series. They they really I think they approached the offseason as if they were only an 87-win team. Like, we got to get a lot better. Like, yeah. we're pretty good, but we got to get a lot better. But the, the other thing I, I will point out, and, and this is just the reality of, of their league, it's, it's kind of like – you know, part of the reason why I feel optimistic on the Eagles for next year is they play in the NFC, right? The, even though it's hard to get back to the Super Bowl, the NFC is not that good. It's the opposite. The Phillies play in the AFC. I mean, the NL. The NL is like yeah. the AFC, where it's like, man, you got the Braves, you got the Mets. That's just the division. The Cardinals are always a good team, and then the West, the Dodgers, and the the Padres. Yeah, I can't believe. I don't but, know where the Padres are getting their money. They're they're signing everyone to three hundred million dollar contracts. But when it counted, you beat the best team in your division. Yes, you beat the best team in your division when. I know for a fact that everybody oh, in Atlanta, we, oh, we got this. It's the, it's the Phillies. We got this. And then it was like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. That's what gives you confidence because you look at the, you look at the lineups right now, it's probably no difference. You look at the, the standings right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, Braves and Mets, one, two, respectively. You could flip them, whatever, high, whatever standings yeah, the you're odd, looking the at. The odds say they're the two favorites. Yeah. yeah. And you beat, you beat the number one squad. You beat the squad that everybody's saying is the best. That to me, there's no mountain you can't climb because you're looking at those stadiums like, oh, they must be forgetting about us, and we beat them last year. Yeah. Well, and then also- and they lost Bryce Harper. I mean Bryce Harper. They lost. Now I'm in the right state, wrong person. They lost Dansby Swanson. Yep. They lost Dansby Swanson. One of the best players. One of the best players. Atlanta. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know it's going to happen, Kyle. You don't have to remind me. It's going <laughs> to happen. I'm. I'm- I'm going to be good for screwing up some names. I'm going to do that. Where you're wrong is that I do have to remind you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's his job to remind you. 215-592-9494. Do you expect the Phillies to make it back to the World Series? I don't. I think this is a really good team, a playoff team, but that is a very, very high bar. You expects it. I don't. Jack is in Maryland. What's up, Jack? Jack. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What's going on? Hey, Jack. So, Joe, yesterday I listened to you get cooked all show. So um, about what? i you really quick. I need to save you really quick. Okay. So, these, so these Eagles fans are living in la-la land right now. That's because we're coming off a 14-win season. But let's, let's just look back on some facts. You want to pay a guy $50 million a year, and you want to have Howie Roseman dependent on how this team's future is through the draft. That, that, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, you know what I would rather, Jack? I would rather pay Jalen Hurts less because he takes less. You, I think you're with me, Jack. You get it. I get it. No, get wait it. a minute. Hold up, Jack. It, it sounds like he doesn't believe in Howie Roseman. Well, I, I, he, I did, he didn't say – it sounds like he's okay with the money. He's not okay with Howie, Howie Roseman making the deal to make this mm-hmm. thing go. Yeah, but can I ask you a question really quick? Is Jalen Hurts Patrick Mahomes? He's not. Or is he the guy that just lost to the guy with one leg? Is, is Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback in the NFC last year? Yeah, but not the league. Well, you know, but Patrick Mahomes on a different level. I, but but, but that, we, with that being said, if you're talking about 32 quarterbacks in the league, this dude has been in the league for three years, and he's the second best, and you have a problem with paying him? It's amazing. Before you go on, Jack, it's amazing. Is that what you're telling me, it's Jack? It's amazing how high the bars now got set for Jalen Hurts. Like, a year ago, people were arguing with me that he's not a top 15 quarterback. And I'm like, he's going to be – I believe in Hurts. Now we're arguing that he's not the number one quarterback. That, that, but see, that's what – you know what, Jack? You'll be better off – with that argument you just presented, saying you just don't like Jalen Hurts, because that's basically Jaylen what you're Hurts. saying. This dude went from Jaylen being Hurts. this dude, Jack. I'm I'm willing to bet my truck that last year you were talking about Jalen Hurts wasn't the guy. You didn't think he was the guy for the I, Philadelphia you're Eagles. Hundred percent right. You're and 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 this right. year you are arguing with me that he is not the number one quarterback in the league. 
Jack, what does that say? When 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 I present it to you that way, what does that say to you about you? You don't like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I love Jalen Hurts, but, <laughs> but, but you're, you're but. dependent on Howie Roseman to go out there and get guys Okay, like so me. now, so like, I, like my original point, <laughs> it's not about Jalen, it's about Howie. That it is. It is about Howie. It has a lot to do with Howie. But I got you, so, bro. So, I got you. So wait a minute, Jack. Let me get it right. So I had the wrong person that you didn't like. You didn't <laughs> right, like you right. don't like Howie. <laughs> no, I don't like Howie. There it is. But you, you're, you're, you're. I love you, Jack. Jack, I love the fact that we can admit when we don't like anybody. I like. I love it. We get I introspective. Yeah, we can admit, it. Jack. <laughs> but but you, but you and I see. I have it, no argument for that. You 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 and I see it similarly. If Jalen takes less, which he should, it will help everybody out. It's going to help himself. Yes. Because if not, he's going to be out of here. Easier to win. Better players around you. Yeah. Everybody's going to hate him in four years because he's done nothing with no talent. Jack, he, you're going to hate him regardless if he doesn't win. What are you talking no, about? that's not true. Jack, that's not true. When, he, when his game falls off, you're going to call him a bum, which is okay. Yeah, you're fine. It is okay no. with that. Well, no, it happened to Donovan. It happened to Donovan, it happened, yeah. Jack, it happens to everybody. Yeah. It happens I'm an to Alabama all of us. Fan, man. I've loved Jalen Hurts for a long time, long before he was in Philly. Right, long so, so what you Philly. understand is he's always played with good players around him and he needs to keep doing that. <laughs> we both Jack, you and I see eye to eye, except I and we appreciate except I believe in Howie. I do like Howie. <laughs> it's 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 funny how we, we, we get people to like admit what what's really I, the take. I, I love the fact that Philadelphians do that. If you if you if you if you're honest with them and you call them out, they're 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 gonna hand take. take I them used up. to always say when when about a year ago, two years ago, when we had the Hertz debates, right when we first started playing, when people didn't like him, you could hear they were they were Carson Wentz people. Like, yeah. Hey, wait a second, you and liked oh, Wentz? That, didn't that you? is okay. Yeah. Listen, that is okay. Sometimes we argue and we hurt ourselves trying to make our argument. Just say you don't like a person. I can respect that because there's a lot of people that I don't like, but I, I I respect the fact that if they can play or whether or not they can play. Right. But I mean, it's it's a lot. Of, it's okay not to like people. <laughs> it's okay. I, he was he was waiting for a while to give us that point. Yeah. Now it's about Howie. We get it. He's like he was the he's the second best quarterback. He was the like one of the worst quarterbacks last year. It is amazing. Like I love that the people said, "Well, he's not Mahomes." Well, no one's Mahomes. <laughs> like if the bar is Mahomes, we're going to be disappointed. You're with good, everybody. but you ain't no Patrick Mahomes, yeah, and that's okay. Let's talk to John, who's up here on WIP. Hey, John. Yo, Hugh, Kyle, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, man? What's up, how John? How do, how, do, how do I follow that? Like, I, I don't understand that. I, I didn't even call for that. I didn't call for Jalen Hurts, so we're not going to get back into that. We did that yesterday at the end of the show. Yes. Um, the Phillies, I do believe the Phillies are – I believe they are a playoff team. They are built for the playoffs. Um, not that I don't believe they'll get back to the World Series, but I just – I need them to come out better than they did last year. Through 51 games, they were 22 and 29 last year with Joe Girardi. Mm-hmm. So I need to see what they're going to be this year with Topper and see if Topper can – not only do we need the players to do what they did last year, I need Topper to do what he did last year, making all the right calls, pulling all the right strings, motivating guys the right way. And, you know, it's, it's a team effort from top to bottom. Well, John, you're right about that. And and on, on Rob Thompson, it's amazing. That first month, it was like every move he made, every bullpen decision he made, it all worked for like the first, I would say, month and a half. It was – it was like, and you know, obviously, compared to Girardi, we would have liked him anyway. But it was amazing how many good moves he made early on. It sounds like you had the finger on the pulse of of your team. Yep. Hey man, look, Hugh, I just I love all my I love all my all my sports teams. Uh, you, you guys heard me yesterday at the end of the show. We even talked about Jalen and and Howie. I, I want to see them all do well. So it's just it's it's a it's a collective effort. I just 
I just I'm glad that the bullpen has been has been blustered. Um, that was that was my biggest concern even going into this year. It was never it was never the bat. It was mm-hmm. it was always it was always the arms and the lack of arms, the arms that that we had. And it's you need a lot. Yeah. And John, it's like they, by the end last year, obviously they had they had Sir Anthony Alvarado turns it around, but. You know, that's why it's why the Astros won the World Series. They had like eleven pitchers they could throw out there. The Phillies had four. You know what the problem we, I had with the Astros? We, we were we were running the same. It was you, me. It was you, me, you, and Kyle going out there. That's what <laughs> right. it was like. They ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so you, you guys know the problem that I, that I have with the Astros, man, is that as good as they are, why are you banging on trash cans, dog? Like seriously, when you think about that lineup that they have. Yeah. Why are you out there banging on trash cans? It's almost dog? like the Patriots. The Patriots didn't need to cheat. Like the Patriots, they, like they oh, didn't. So you think they cheated? The Astros? No, the, the, oh, the Patriots. Patriots. Oh, of course, yeah. The Spy Gate. Like they were, they were yeah, the Flake Gate. I mean, they were doing now, things. Now we getting, the, now we getting somewhere. Well, I mean, like, who was directly affected by this, Hugh? Yeah, what I are do, your thoughts? I, do you think I, they cheated? I, I, I let it go, but I do look at that and I'm like, hmm, hmm, it's a lot. That's a lot to digest. The and we- then they've been in trouble quite a few times. Yes. For doing things where there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes yeah. toe the line. Yeah, they've towed yeah. the line. Yeah, they. they what I, was it with the the film in the uh, Bengals practice? I didn't. But you know what? Ago? Now you got me thinking. You got me <laughs> thinking. Now was Peter King that demonstrative about the the Patriots and their cheating allegations? I don't. It's think a so. bastardization of the rules. <laughs> I'm picking on Peter King. Now, let me stop. He's a good dude, man. I like He's Peter. A good dude. Peter's yeah. always welcome on our show. Good good dude, I don't want. I don't want. But don't we're want. still going to play that a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. That but it always struck me is is the best people in sports cheat. It's the craziest thing. The worst ones, like there's not a like whatever. Bad player takes steroids. Like Barry Bonds took steroids. He was already the best player. player. He was the best player. And that's why you know what? It's funny that you brought it up because that was a story I was thinking about. There was a, a story in, in Flex Magazine. About, what ninety seven, ninety eight, where he was talking about how he put on twenty five pounds of muscle right. in all season, and that not saying that 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 bomb is Barry Bonds. That's not what I'm saying. Let me be clear. But I just thought that was kind of when he said yeah. it. I just thought it was kind of hard. Yeah, the Patriots. I, there was a um, I, I think at some point when they got caught, I think it was the the Spygate thing. Uh, Belichick was asked by Robert Kraft, like he brought him into the office, like mm-hmm. how much did this help us? And Belichick was like less than one percent. And the craft was like, "You're an idiot, then. Like, why did you do this for a little gain?" No, he he, it helped him more. Than I'm that. sure it did. Yeah, it helped. They they do a lot of cheat, man. Just like when Robert Kraft was down there, caught at the little washy washy place, wilding out and stuff like. Yeah, that. I don't know if Robert can has a leg to stand uh, on anymore. But you know what? It, you made me think of a story, Joe, that you probably got to read up on. It was this chess player that got got caught cheating. Oh, I know exactly. You what know, you're talking he, about. hey, listen, Kyle's Kyle's a fan of useless information too. <laughs> Was he? Dude, you, well, if I, remember, I think I remember this. Was were they were they using kind of a, a, a unique way of yes, signaling? Yes, it was. It, was, it, was it had something yeah. to do with bungholeitis. I, I I remember the story. And the dude, I guess his name was Magnus or something. How cool is that name to have as a chess player? Magnus. Magnus. I feel you like just, if you're a chess name, your name has to has be Magnus. to be Magnus. You yeah. sound he was smart. Like, yeah, yeah, he was like the best chess player in the world. He didn't accuse him of cheating, but he was like, your your chess game has evolved a lot. In the last couple months, to a suspicious degree, a suspicious degree. Yeah, I would th- just the name thing. I would think very few great tre- chess players are named like Bob or Joe, like <laughs> yeah, Magnus. Magnus. Yeah, you're, yeah. you name something. You gotta smart. play chess if you play if your name is Magnus. Yeah, you're smart. Yeah, it's it is amazing. That's that, another level of cheating, though. When you're doing that, that story. That, that is a that is another level of cheating. Yeah, that's, that's called wanting to win. They're like yeah. at all cost. <laughs> <laughs> at the the most cost you could almost have there. Let's talk to Bill and Willow Grove. What's up, Bill? Hey, how you doing there? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Uh, yeah, I'm really confident about the Phillies this year. 
even with with the loss of uh, Harper, I think Trey Turner is going to pick up that slack. I think uh, I think Nick uh, Castellanos is uh, the pressure is going to be off of him. He's going to be. I think he's going to have a return year, and I like I like the pitching matchups. Yeah, I think Castellanos he's he's going to have to. I mean, because they're counting on him, man. Especially when you talk about the the length of time that Bryce Harper is going to be out, he's going to have to be a, a huge factor in the success of the Phillies early on. Yeah, Bill, they need him because last year, I mean, they paid him a hundred million dollars and he had thirteen home runs yeah, last year. He was awful last season. Yeah, I think I think he's he's going to feel less pressure this year. I think. Well, that it, well, it's interesting. He, he could, right? He could. Feel, I, I, here's what I think. I think he'll be more comfortable. But there is, I think there's actually more pressure because there's no Harper for the first half of the season. Well, they didn't have Harper a lot of the year last year. Yep. But now we got Trey Turner. Well, and it's and he's such a big addition, Bill. And, and I, 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 they probably would have signed him anyway. Bill, appreciate the phone call. Hugh, they probably would have signed Trey Turner anyway because I think that was kind of the plan to get a shortstop. Pushing but, all in. Yeah. But when they when they kind of knew what Harper's deal was, it, it made it more imperative. They had to have someone else. Yeah, somebody that can get that that lineup jumping. Yeah. To be the catalyst, and it looks like that's what Trey Turner could potentially be. Yeah, and and last year, I mean, they did get through two months without Harper, but. Some of that they had kind of a light schedule, like they were able to, to kind of navigate through it. That that won't happen again. A lot of Cubs, Diamondbacks, Reds. Actually, they struggled. Didn't they struggle with the Diamondbacks yeah, going they out did. there? But the, the Reds helped. Yeah, yeah. the Nationals. The Nationals. Helped. They. I mean, they just beat the crap out of the Nationals. Yeah, also. I mean, I wonder at some point if they sent a card to the Nationals, a thank you card for last season. I mean, and they, for Bryce Harper. I mean, that's the, that's that's baseball in a nutshell, though, because they gave away everybody. They got rid of Juan Soto and and, and uh, Trey Turner. Yeah, all of them guys. They were just like, man, it, it they they were they were yard they were yard sale after they won the World Series. I mean, if you look back to that team like five years ago, they had Turner, Harper, so- Soto came up the one year, mm-hmm. um, Max Scherzer, Strasburg. Scherzer, yeah, they were unbelievable, yeah. and now they might be the worst team in baseball for the next couple of years. Robert is in Germantown. Hey, Robert. Hey, guys. Great show. Thank you, sir. Enjoy listening to it. Thanks, Robert. Uh, what are you I'm thinking? A, I'm a contrarian. You know, I, I've watched baseball all my life, and i got to say, I like long games, guys. I mean, I like the zen of it. You know, I'm there three hours, bring on a doubleheader. I, I just like it. It's, a, it's, a, it's all going to change. It's becoming another thing. We're worried about speed, 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 speed. Enough of that. Let's relax, chill out. Have a beer and a hot dog, box of Cracker Jacks on a nice hot afternoon. Hey, I used to go to games in Chicago, and then they changed it. It used to be just daytime games, and they put in the stupid lights, and it was all night. You could sit there all afternoon on a hot, sunny day and just have a great time. Yeah, Robert, you, I, 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 I can tell you're old school. You love the game. I love baseball. I, but let me, let me ask you a question, Robert, and I'm just, just curious. Yeah. How old are you? 69. Well, that, that's part, you See, know, that's, that's the, part the issue of is baseball. young people aren't I'm like not, us, Robert. Yeah. Like, you know, kid, they want kids. They want, you know, they want young people to be the next you, wave of you fans. You enjoy what they call special because you guys, like, you like the old school game. Right. But we, we in this, well, not me because I'm not in that generation, but the generation nowadays, they have a short attention span. And that's why they're trying to speed the game up. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're leaving them something so corrupted and so perverted from its original intention just think what they're going to be missing. I mean, it's a tragedy, guys. Well, I mean, but I, but but sports have to evolve, Robert. I think mean, it's part of baseball. The, why, is why, the, why does it have to evolve? Well, the, well, let me give you the, the NFL because for an the example. Players change. Yeah, and the just, game changes. I mean, people's interests change. Part part of the reason the NFL is so popular is they have evolved. Like, think about the game and and, and the way the game has changed. If if the game was the same as it was forty years ago, it would not be as popular. Mm-hmm. It, it was not as fun to watch. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, change is not a good thing. Quick, quick analogy. 
I used to go to China. My wife's a Chinese. She's one of their top attorneys back in the day. And, you know, when I first went there, no cars to speak of, except the Communist Party officials, of course, had all outies. And it was wonderful. People were biking and walking, and they were healthy and happy. Try to go to Beijing today. It's like L.A. You know, it's insane, the speed, and we got to get around. We have to have three cars. We have to have a house in the suburbs. I'm just saying there's a quality of life, guys, that's going out the window, and I think we're going to regret it. Speaking of China, I, I read somewhere where they do Mario Kart racing around the city in, like, actual little Mario Karts. I would love yeah. What do you that. mean, like people? Yes. They they yeah, dress yeah. up like the yeah. Mario characters. <laughs> that seems safe. Yeah. 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 Wait, Wait, this sounds like a show trip to me. We go to <laughs> yeah, China. I definitely want to do it. <laughs> and you goes in the I car. I want to do that. I want to no. do the Mario Kart experience. I'll tell you another quick China story. It was in Beijing. Michael Jordan came to do a shoot-around with Tracy McGrady. His fee was a million-plus. There were about 50,000 people paid to watch wow. do dunks, work out, play a little one-on-one. The Chinese are absolutely obsessed with the NBA. Not NFL, not Major League Baseball, but the NBA, man, started with Yao Ming and all that. Insanity. They just go nuts for the NBA. If we open a franchise in Shanghai, you know. Well, now I'm thinking NBA. Hugh and I do a live show there. We'll talk some Sixers, and then he could, he could do the Mario Kart race. No, yeah, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> I'm in. I don't think the station would be. Robert, you expect the Phillies back in the World Series? I do, and I expect us to win, barring injuries. I'm not worried about Harper being out. I think it's a good thing. He's coming rested. It's like a midseason addition. Like you pick up a superstar, well rested at halftime. We get to the halftime. I mean, the half season, we're in a competitive situation. He's going to take us to the top. I really believe that. I like our manager. Uh, you're right, Castellanos is the key guy. He's got to get off it and start playing up to his ability. He does that. The guys stay healthy. We're going to win. I, I feel really good about our team going forward. Well, I could feel that. And, Robert, we appreciate the phone call. And, yeah, you, the uh, the idea of missing the baseball used to be the, the only thing, and I think the pitch clock's going to be great. We talked about it the other day. The only thing, and I mentioned until it to Kevin. not. He does not. <laughs> Kevin. Well, until there's everything well, Right, well, some players said the pitchers. The one yeah. thing I do think is it's flying under the radar. I mentioned to Kevin Stocker, we're going to have less time listening to the the radio broadcast. That's like I think it's better for TV. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's better if you're at the game, right? You're not sitting out there for three and a half hours. But like the radio broadcast, it, they're used to telling stories, and now just like they got to be quicker now. Yeah, because the time is like, hey, we got to go. We can't tell the story, but they'll have time to get back to it. Yeah. It just won't be those long, drawn out stories that they used to be. Right? Yeah, there's just a rhythm to the broadcast, and and people love Scott in L.A. Here, I mean, it's just they are they are amazing together, and there's going to be a little bit less of them, so that that's going to be an adjustment. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop aboard. Your expectations? Do you expect the Phillies to be back in the World Series twenty twenty three? I don't. It's been uh, it's been interesting hearing everyone today. A lot, a lot of optimism here for the Phillies. We'll give you an update on our Twitter poll where everyone's at. Uh, it's, I'll tell you this. It's more than 50%. More than half believe the Phillies are going back to the World Series. We'll hit that. And along with your Phillies expectations, it's also it's mock draft season here. You. We got we to gotta give you the latest mock draft, the latest from Mel Kuyper. I don't know if people are going to love this one. I don't know if people are going to love where they're going with the 10th pick. Kuyper. Yeah, Mel Kuyper. Yeah, Mel's got an interesting pick for the Eagles at number 10. 215-592-9494. It is how you hop aboard. Sports Radio 94 WIP. The stretch run of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure super easy to use then you could bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three strain 
tonight it's interesting, and, and we'll hit on it before our show ends. Uh, the Sixers in Dallas tonight against Luka, against Kyrie. Sixers are pretty significant underdogs tonight, four-point underdogs. I uh, I think tonight's game could be closer than that. If, if Joel plays, I like the Sixers and the over in the game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. FanDuel Sports Week is the official partner of 94 WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash Gilio. That's FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas Show. Julio 215-592-9494. Get you bored. We'll get to everybody's phone calls here. Of course, Kyle behind the glass, and uh, we gotta we have to set the record straight or tell everyone what's going on here. I think an injustice to the city of Philadelphia. Two o'clock's coming up here on, on a, what should be a special. So we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, before we get back to the phone lines of the so Phillies here, violence, a little bit. I, I just want to let everyone. I, I think it's amazing the timing of all this. But Hugh um, Mel Kuyper dropped his latest mock draft, and my guess is 
that when people hear this, they're not going to be excited to run out and get the jersey. Mm-hmm. So with the number 10 overall pick in Mel's uh, latest mock draft, is, is this Kuiper 2.0, 9.0? Where are we at now? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen an official number okay. on it. I was looking to see if it was officially 1.0 or 2.0. It's just called Mel Kuiper's Updated initial mock draft. I wonder if they're doing away with the point O's because sometimes, yes. sometimes we get to like 70. Like, this is like, like, like seriously, Mel throws them up against the wall at this point, man. This is like 1.2, we'll, we'll call it. The best The best thing is if you if you put out 50 mock drafts before the draft, you're going to hit everything, right? Yeah, you, if, that's you, what you bet, your best, you're trying to do. Yeah, like at some point, like, well, I had a mock there. You, of course you did. You put out 50s. But, he, but here's what he has. So at number 10, so the Eagles' first pick, the number 10 overall pick, Peter... How do, how do we say this? Are we, Skaronsky. Skaronsky. Peter Skaronsky. That's the off, one name that I got right since I've been here. Phil, you'll have a great time with that name. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can imagine. Peter Skaronsky, offensive lineman, a tackle from Northwestern. I was reading up his his dad, or grandfather, excuse me, Bob Skaronsky, played for Vince Lombardi's Packers. So he's a football guy. But you, what do you think here? Offensive lineman. I, from what I was reading, he's a tackle, but he probably could start a guard right away. At the tenth pick, I don't think that gets anybody's juices for No, I don't think so. I think I think most Philadelphians are thinking it's gonna probably be a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Or they want a defensive player. A playmaker in the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say this. You build you build your team through the trenches. That's what the Eagles always do. Yeah, and and would that surprise me? Yeah. It would surprise me. I wouldn't be very surprised they did it. Well, I mean, it surprised me in the sense that you you know, when you talk about as much as you're losing on the defensive side of the ball. Right. That you would be, you would think that you would want to replace that with somebody. Yeah, you ten, know, especially when you talk about how successful the rotation was for you last year. To use the the, the, the best pick, right? Their premium pick on an offensive lineman. You're yeah. right. It would be more resources to offense. The one thing I'll say though, just off the idea, Lane Johnson isn't very young. Like if they thought this kid could play guard for a couple of years, he eventually could be Lane's replacement because he's a tackle. So you could take him at because Samalo is probably going to leave. They probably yeah, that's not what I was sign about. I was thinking that Samalo, you could probably plug and play him right now at mm-hmm. ten, and 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 upgrade that. But you know, to your point, it does fall into lockstep with putting talent around Jalen. It, it does. Yeah. It, it does fall into that 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 category. But when I look at some of these names in yellow <laughs> that are not potentially not going to be here, you talk about T.J. Edwards, probably talk about Kazir White, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox. You're gonna have to at some point, you know. You're gonna have to get some players that that are gonna replenish that side of the ball. Yeah, you are. Um, but look, it would add. It would could keep a strength to strength because the offensive line is is a strength of this team. Yes, and it you know it's interesting because it's it's kind of old and young in some spots. Center, right tackle. It's young in some spots. But if you drafted a kid this high, I mean, my lot is young. Dickerson's young. They drafted Cam Jurgens last year. Th- obviously, this would be a rookie. So. You'd have four young guys. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Peter Skaronsky. It does. It is a football guy name. Yeah, he's old school. That's that's that old school trench player. He might be. From, is he from like the Midwest somewhere? So he played at Northwestern. I'm not sure where he. You know, he, he hails from. But yeah, he's. I mean, doesn't Skaronsky sound like a Midwest? That's a Midwestern. Chicago name. kind of name. Yeah, Skaronsky. Yeah, it's, it's Illinois. Just, you nailed it. Yeah, I mean, it, I can. Yeah. You could hear. You could hear the uh, the Chicago in his name. I mean, you could just. I, I can. I could. He probably has that Chicago accent. When he gets here, we'll hear it. Yeah. If uh, if they do draft him. 215-592-9494. Mike is in Voorhees. Hey, Mike. Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? What's uh, going firstly, on? Congrats, congratulations on the new show. Um, I'm so excited. Hugh, I was a huge, huge fan as a player. And Joe, I'm a fan of you, too. So very lots of luck to you guys. Um, I just got to tell you, um, you know, after the Super Bowl, you're hearing a lot of stuff. 
everybody's, you know, all the national people are saying this was the year for the Eagles. Howie's never going to be able to come up with something again. This was the year. And my retort to that is nobody could have figured out how he did what he did last year or even a few years ago when he got Jalen. Howie's good. Like, we, we are not at his level in terms of an, an executive to figure out that kind of stuff. So for people to doubt that whatever could happen next year, we got two picks. In the first round, maybe he'll flip those. Remember A.J. Brown? Nobody thought that was happening. Yep. I think we all got to slow our roll a little bit and let Howie do Howie. You know what I mean? Well, and, and to your point, Mike, um, when it, like he, it, we were talking yesterday about the draft pick, right? The extra pick they have in the first round. And when mm-hmm. he did that, it felt like it was it was a hedge one of two ways. His bets. Yeah, if Hurts didn't play well, they'd have the picks to move up. But now that Hurts did play well and they're going to pay Hurts, now they have these extra picks to put some young players around him. Yeah, that's that's the, the thinking. You want to go offensive, defensive players that try to help him become a better quarterback. Exactly. And maybe he'll flip. I mean, I'd probably not because you want young talent, but maybe he'll flip one of those picks, much like he did last year. I'm not, not that we need an A.J. Brown, but he's great at this stuff. So I, I want the whiz kid to be the whiz kid. You know what I mean? And let's stop with all the negativity. Yeah. It's, it's funny how we just built a Super Bowl team yet. There, there's still doubt there, Hugh and Michael, we appreciate the fall, but there's still doubt people have in Howie. it's you feel it. Yeah. But it, but part of that gets people talking because I remember vividly conversations being had last year about all oh, Tyreek Hill's gone. Patrick Holmes going to take a step back. Right. I mean, it, it always happens. And the year before that, it was like the big story was, have have defenses figured out Patrick Mahomes? Oh, he's falling off. He ain't the cat he used to be, you know, and things of that nature. You have to weather that storm of criticism because that's always going to be a factor when you're talking about these NFL teams. You're always going to get criticized for not doing this or not signing this player or things like that. You got to cancel out all that noise, man, and just get get to doing what you do best, and that's getting good players. And plugging them in and, and, and allowing your 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 um, team to still be successful. Yeah, and and people get caught up in, in Howie's mistakes in the first round, but but I, we don't talk enough about like they've made up for it. They found Jordan Mylotta in the seventh round, yeah. Jason Kelsey's sixth round pick. I mean, they Howie's job is to build good teams, and for the most part, they have a lot of good teams with Howie Roseman. I and mean, that that's that's been what it is over his years. Ken's in South Jersey. What's up, Ken? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good morning. Hey, Ken. Good evening. <laughs> good afternoon. Good night, Ken. Congratulations. Good morning, Atlanta. Thank you, Ken. Hugh, Hugh, welcome back to the best sports town in in the world. Well, thank you very much, Uh, sir. So, first, real quick on the the Eagles, I will never be upset if they take an offensive lineman with a first-round draft pick. Never, ever. So, I'm fine with that. Um, I wanted to respond to Robert, who called a a little earlier, who talked about how he loved the zen of a four-hour baseball game. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm exactly 10 years younger than him. Um, based upon the age that he gave on the radio, if he was telling the truth. Um, and I have been a season ticket holder for 18 of the last 19 Philly seasons. I didn't buy them last year because they just they just infuriated me with the lockout. Um, you can, and I'm, I consider myself a baseball purist. You cannot be a baseball purist and, and, and believe that what has been on the field for the last 10 years in Major League Baseball, in any way, shape, or form, resembles the game that we grew up with and fell in love with. And and I am I'm, I love the rule changes because I think that they're going to they're they're going to kind of encourage the game to get back to what it was because you know they lost me when when it started to become three hours of watching guys stand up there and take as many pitches as they could possibly take walk strike out hit the occasional home run when Gabe Kapler praised J P Crawford in a post game press conference because he saw forty two pitches in a game against the Brewers. Didn't put a single one of them in play, mind you, but he saw 42 pitches. 
that's that's when they were starting to lose me. And yeah, I think Ken, they, I, I remember before you go, and I remember that I remember being on after that that what Gabe said that, and it, it always struck me as this because Ken, I'm sure you know, like Theo Epstein helped baseball create these new rules because he was mm-hmm. part of he's part of the reason it went the wrong way. Like the, these GMs started to build teams to win, but they didn't think about how poor it looked. Like it wasn't a fun product to watch, and now they're trying. Right. I, I agree with you. They're trying to they're trying to bring the action back and reverse it and make it the game. That we all liked, you know. Let's say late. Let's just go to late eighties, early nineties. The, the, the game I Chick think was really fun. Long ball. That's that. Well, that was yeah. Before that. Era. Chick stick here's, long here's ball. Yeah. Main, here's the main answer to Robert's question of why does the game need to evolve? The game needs to evolve because the owners want to be in business ten years from now. Yeah. And they know when they know they're losing people like me who have been watching baseball since I was seven years old, way before you guys were even born. Uh, and 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 it. I don't find it interesting to watch anymore. There's nobody 30 years younger than me waiting to buy my season tickets when I decide not to buy them. And that's why baseball had to evolve, and I'm glad they finally came around to it. Yeah, because that, that, that has been the issue that baseball has been talking about for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. That's why they, they came out with let the kids play. Because you had all the older, the older gentlemen that would be upset with these young men for, for, for Cadillacing around the bases and, and wearing gold chains and things of that nature. But the young kids like that kind of stuff, man. And and the problem is like you're not getting younger and your fan base is dying off. I mean, yeah. let's just call it what it is. They're they're dying off. And in order it's to true. save the game, you gotta go. You gotta appeal to a younger crowd. It's it's absolutely true. I'm, for the first time in years, I mean, you're looking forward to you know Trey Turner could steal 115 bases this year with the rule. Them changes. big old pizza boxes. And, and, and that's that's just it's worth watching again. So I'm I'm. I'm thrilled, and and I I love the game of baseball, and I've been watching it longer than either of you two guys. Yeah, so Ken, man, I we just, we appreciate it and appreciate the perspective. Yeah, I mean, I I mentioned you. We took my ki- my kids to their first game last year, first major league game. We had gone to a minor league game. We went to the Phillies game last year, and like you know, within the second inning, you my my kids want to go play in like the play area because oh, they're gosh. bored. They're yeah. bored. And what, what's going on? What's this? Hey, look at the look at the piece of paper or whatever. Yeah, then, they're all over the place. And I'm trying to explain like what's happening on the field, and and like three minutes goes by before the ball's actually going into the field. Like, of course they're bored. And you're trying to tell your kids how important this is and how great the game is, right? And they're like, and they're looking at you like, for real, Dad, is this is such a great game? Well, and and the first sport my son watched was football, and football's all action. Like mm-hmm. he loves football. He loves, but like. Because that's action, and baseball didn't have any action. None, none, and it's it's unfortunate, man. Because there's a lot. Like as I learned, as I, I start watching, you learn that there's a lot of that goes on. Yeah, even when it doesn't seem that there's a lot going. A lot on. of thinking and all that. Yeah, stuff. it's it's like you know strategic things that people like to do. You know, when you talk about pitchers melting down and how they're trying to slow the game down and trying to get you know their mojo back and things of that nature. It's a lot going on during the course of the game, but that's hard to explain to people when you see for like two to three minutes. Nothing happened. Nothing's happening. Yeah, and now it will again, which is and that that's the best part of this piss clock. Jason's in Swedesburg, some of the Hertz contract. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? What's up, buddy? What are you feeling? Uh, I just want to first off say this the show has been phenomenal the past uh, week. It's been awesome to listen to in the new time slot. Um, well, thank you. We thank appreciate you so that. much. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I, lo- I love talking to Joe and Hugh. You're a well-respected uh, football player, in my opinion. So thank it's you. great to see you, hear you both on uh, the air at the same time. Um when it comes to Jalen, I just want to say, pay that man his money. He deserves every penny he about to get. He deserves every $50 million he gets. And even if he takes a lesser contract, which I do agree is what winners do, if you want to win, you take less money. But I also understand that football is a sport that when you walk into, you don't know if you're playing the next snap. 
So I could understand if Jalen says, well, if you want me to take less money, then I want it fully guaranteed. And if he wants that, say he takes $10 million less per year, and he says, okay, but fully guarantee it. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to make it $40 million, but all guaranteed, Joe? Uh, that's interesting. Um, depending on the years, probably I would. Right? If it was three years, yeah. If we start going four, five, six, I probably wouldn't because you worry about the injury stuff. Okay, so if that's the case, then you got to think, well, how is it in Jalen's best interest to take that rather than the longer contract? Yeah, it's not. That's it's not unless, unless it's all about winning, right? And that's the and that's the whole thing. And look, I he's going to get his money. I, I don't expect him to take less. I just I wish he would, right? I, I think he should do yeah. it, and and we'll see what happens here. But yeah, I mean that's and I I think this will happen here soon, Jason. I think there's a chance this deal gets done pretty quickly. Yeah, I could see it happening in the next few weeks. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I I think that uh, that and the C, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson deal is going to get done probably uh, right afterwards or right before it. He might, you know, sign him with as much money as he wants to before he says to Jalen, you know, we're giving you all this money. Just you know, show him like, hey, we're going to put we're going to put people around you to make sure you succeed if you're willing to take a little bit less so we can add more. You know, if he, how he wants to play that way. You know, show him first. We're willing to spend the money if you're willing to give it to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, Jason, we appreciate it. The timeline of all this will be interesting to you if they try to get Jalen done before, before all the other guys. The, yeah, before uh, Lamar Jackson. I don't think, like, to be honest, and I hear what you're saying, I don't think you're operating from a position of power. And I know that sounds selfish, but you, you, you are in a, in a position where you owe it to other people to, to try to get as much money as you sure. possibly can. Well, he's part of a player. He's part of a union, right? Yeah. Like it's it's it's. And you said it yesterday. The quarterback club, like they one begats the next, and the next, and they all get their money. All right. Before we um, we'll get back to the lines in a second. But you so two at two o'clock today. Marks is out today. John uh, Jack Fritz is going to host alongside Jack. I. So Jack's hosting today, and I, I think this is really. I mean, it's just ironic. So so Jack has had this theory for years, and I want to float this by by you. See what he thinks. He believes that Will Chamberlain didn't actually score 100 points in a game. He has this whole list of reasons why it's it's fake. It's it's make believe mm-hmm. that he never actually scored it. So he's hosting today on the anniversary. 61 years ago today was the Wilt 100 point game in Hershey, and Jack doesn't think it happened. That's blasphemous. Jack Fritz is a dope. Yeah, I think actually that came from this. <laughs> can I can I just say this? I've had a chance to listen to Jack and his takes a lot. Listening to Marks and Reese yeah. on the way home. He has some very, very strong takes. Now, most of them I do not believe in myself personally, but I do respect the fact that he brings a lot of his thoughts to the table, and and he is he has a lot of conviction. He has a lot of conviction in his takes, but sometimes I'm listening to him and I'm just like, <laughs> you might as well just say you don't like somebody, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like like sometimes that's actually what I hear. Like like I think I think for for Jack a lot of his sports takes. He feels like maybe he didn't get an autograph or something when he was little. Somebody did him wrong or something. Mm-hmm. But he 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 has some really unique, strong takes. I respect that. Is it blasphemy? Is this Philadelphia sports blasphemy, Kyle, that he's hosting today? It's outrageous. It's actually an oversight by our own station, WIP, to allow him to be hosting today. <laughs> the anniversary, I mean, that's that's blatant disrespect. Yeah, it's either disrespect or it was set up on purpose. I, either way, it's funny. I like the fact – like, let me tell you what I do like. Like, like Jack – is going to be he like because I got to take a betting class at some point. I'm gonna have to learn how to bet. And Jack and and oh uh, no no don't, don't no don't listen to him for real. You lose money listening to him for real. I don't know because when we were sitting up in the in the uh, in the uh, press box at the Eagles, 
He sounded like he was winning a lot. Yeah, but but here's the thing. So I, I I know how Jack does this. He'll tell you about all his winnings, but then but he won't tell you about his losses. Well, but then you'll find out. Like he'll say, because he'll win a bunch, right? So you're uh-huh. like, oh, he has some money in his account. Then you talk to him. He's like, yeah, I, dep- I had a deposit again today. Oh. So I'm like, where's where'd all the money go that you want? He gives it back. Yeah. He oh. wins it, and then he gives it right back. Oh. Hearing about Jack's winning bets is like the equivalent of watching a football player's highlight tape where you're not getting the full film that right. you can dissect. <laughs> you're only seeing the, the good part. So, so Jack sold me a dream then, huh? <laughs> Somebody beats their meat. It's almost like um, like the two quarterbacks in the, in the class, Levis and Richardson. They got yeah. some highlights, but if you watch all the throws, like, yeah. ah, there's some holes in that game there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, just be careful uh, with that. That kind of makes sense. But yeah. The strategy is, is, I mean, all due respect, he's going pretty big, right? So he's taking moonshot parlays where he's betting, you know, yeah, you're it would be like 10 to, to win like 100. So don't expect to win a lot of them. But when you do, it oh, feels, it feels really deal. good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can bet like that. I'm a little bit more of a conservative better. I'm a, I'm a conservative better. So you're going to do like simple stuff or do you want to do like $2 parlays? $2? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I got, I got you've you. been around me long enough you. to know how I'm I got thinking, you. Huh? Well, well, if I lose two, if I if I bet $2 and win four, eventually I'll get, get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two dollar parlays. We'll try to get get you up to some big numbers. Yeah, like, we'll eventually I get there. All right, let's talk to Rob and Delco. You know what we're gonna have to have before we get to Rob. We're gonna have to do like Phillies um, game day parlays. We'll we'll figure out before the show ends like Schwarber to Homer, Harper to Homer. Okay, yeah, I could do those. Phillies I could to do win. Two dollars. Well, you know, you if you do a bunch of home run props in there, that that number Somebody goes up. There. You oh, could yeah. do two bucks and win like hundred. Then I save that money and then I start betting. On there we go. Be the official <laughs> midday show Phillies parlay. Well, that that's it. You you save the money for football. Season. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you make the bank account roll it up. What's up, Rob and Delco? Yo, what's up, Joe? What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Yo, yo, listen. Let me take the first shot. I want to talk about the Sixers. So Jack Thomas goes right line with it. I'm in the trunk. My dad's an old timer. Passed away six years ago. But I got the box score. I'm looking at it right now. Cause my dad grew up in that era. I was one of those oops babies. You know what I mean? My dad was. My dad was old when he had him. He was like 47. So mm-hmm. you know. So how does it make um, you feel when he says that Wilt didn't actually score 100 he's drunk. points? He's, he's, drinking <laughs> he's, out drunk. he's drinking out ice juice before the show is what he's doing. You know what I mean? You know, come on now. My man is out of his mind. But, I mean, he's just drunk. But, listen, I'm not comparing the Sixers to Golden State last night. Listen, and I'm not trying to say they're a better team than MB, so let me preface that. But you know what? I kind of enjoyed watching them a little bit without the big man last night, guys. I really did. It wasn't that... You know, 80s basketball with Patrick Ewing, and they keep alive. Well, we, you give it to them, and they dribble, 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 and then a double team comes over, and they kick it out. The, the ball was moving. They were pushing the ball. Um, Hugh. Yes. I mean, street clothes came alive last night. Man, you know listen. I, mean? I, 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 Yeah, because he had to. And, you they know, it, it's to. funny because they were talking about that before the game and how sometimes <laughs> you, you have to – you have to – I guess, without, for lack of a better way of saying, force people to get into the game, or you yeah. have to try to get them involved. And by not having Joel Embiid out there, you got uh, you got Tyrese involved more. And and and, and you know, I, I don't know if you're the mindset or whether or not Joel Embiid needs to be here, but you're going to need him down the stretch. So uh, I just want to put that out there. You're going to need him down the stretch. And Joe, we were ripping Max a little bit. Now play, he played well last night, but he needs to do. Everybody's welcome. I, I said Max, we overrated him, and he's had 50 points the last two games. Yeah, so, you're all welcome. Hey, you're all welcome for sure. There you go, Joe. You know what I mean? But I enjoyed it, though. I enjoyed watching last night. Yeah, I did too, Rob. They they played good basketball, and they needed that. They needed that win because they have a game tonight. Rob, we appreciate it. You, they played tonight in uh, in Dallas. It's a TNT Thursday night game. 
I um I'm curious if Embiid's gonna play. You guys see the line? The Sixers are four point underdogs. Are the Sixers four point underdogs with Embiid against the Mavericks? Can't miss both games with back to back, right? I know, but the line's a little, that little foot. Off. Let me say that how that foot feel. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he could really cool. kiss the MVP goodbye if he does that. Yeah, I just I feel like if he's starting, they're not four point underdogs. No way. Yeah, yeah I think they're just waiting on on him to, you know, it, make an announcement. It probably is. So that'll that'll be a fun one. We'll react tomorrow to the Sixers and the Mavericks tonight. Luca and Kyrie Luka, and all those Luka, guys. Luka. Uh, who's covering Luca tonight? <laughs> they got anybody that's going to match up? DJ Tucker. Yeah, that's your D man. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to work. Jack in Newtown. What's up, Jack? Hey, gentlemen. I I really enjoy your program. Number one. Number. I have two points to make. The first is with the Phillies. That expression. There's addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. Subtraction is Joe Girardi. If mm. you factor that in, if Thompson had uh, those games that Girardi managed. If his same winning percentage that he had from the time he started, the Phillies would have had 95 victories, only six behind Atlanta and behind the Mets. Yeah, so, Jack, you're, it, it, when when he took over that division, it felt much closer. You're right. It, it felt like it was. And, and Jordan was awful. I mean, we, we could just say it. He was awful here. No, yeah. no, uh, no. My second point, and, um, first of all, I played football for seven plays against Roger Sawback. When I was in the service, mm-hmm. Quantico Marines played Pensacola Naval Air Station when he was in the service. Anyhow, in a football game, 60 minutes long, if you t- take the time from the snap of the ball to the whistle, it's less than 12 minutes. Of so action, you mean actual if, action, because it's short bursts of action, right? That's, that's what correct. you're saying? Yeah, That's correct. 12 minutes, not even the equivalent of a quarter of football. So it's not constant action in football. There's a lot of downtime in between. If it's an incompleted pass, they come back. They get in a huddle. 35 seconds but it, more. But it feels like it's moving. It, it feels like it's in constant motion. I, I know what you're saying. You're, you're comparing that yep. to, to actual baseball, correct? Right. Correct. Yep. Yeah, and Jack, it's a fair point. But but it, football, you feels like it moves. It's, it's it, great to it, watch it, it on moves. TV. It, it's it's so much going on, and there's so many different stories. There's so much like jaw jacking and 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 things that are being said and plays that are coming in and and personnel groupings and everything like that. I hear what you're saying is about the actual action, but there's constant action going on on the, on the field at all times. Yeah, and I mean, there's, look, there's a reason why football is the most popular sport in America. It used to be baseball, it's football now. But that's It's a great product to watch. Baseball, it's falling behind. Hopefully it comes back with, uh, with the rule changes. All right, fun show today. We appreciate Kevin Stocker hopping in. Of course, Kyle producing. You have a fun show today. Always, always a fun show. All right, we're back tomorrow. Sixers game to react to. A lot of Eagles stuff coming up next. Jack in for John Marsh. Jack hosting alongside Ike Reese. And remember, for everyone, Jack doesn't believe Will Chamberlain actually scored 100 points. Let him points have it, it, people. Yeah, let, let him, let him hear it. All right, everyone have a great day. We're back tomorrow on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Peace. Fritz is a dope. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.